Boom. What up, ladies and gents? All right. So today we got a fun little special program, COVID. What the heck's going on here? Let's follow some of these money trails and let's see how far down the rabbit hole we're going to go. Unfortunately, no one can be told what the Matrix is. You have to see it for yourself. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Remember, all I'm offering is the truth, nothing more. Follow me. All right, ladies and gents, this is your fair warning. <laughs> we just took the red pill. We're going to go down the rabbit hole, so we'll see where things go. Um, I'm going to drop this here on the comment section. Feel free to drop in and send us your questions, your opinions. I want to know what you're thinking. Uh, and we're just going to go at it. Let's, let's see where this uh, where this rabbit hole takes us. Where do we go? Where do we go? I'm going to ask you a question. Let me ask you a simple question. Go for it. Um, so you have kids, right? Yes, sir. Okay. Do you remember the day when they finally discovered like Santa Claus wasn't real? They haven't yet. The, my daughter's Shut questioning. Up. My daughter's questioning. She's thinking about it, right? She's like, so so with my son, the funny thing is uh, he he asked about, you know, well, what happens when, when there's no chimney or something like that? I was like, look, dude, here's my theory on Santa Claus, okay? Um, his name is not St. Nick anymore. He changed his name, right? We know him. He drives around in these gray vans, right? He shaved his head. He shaved his face. But you ever wonder how packages get delivered all the time? Oh, so right? you came up with a cover story. I was like, he just converted. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he modified. He's not in the North Pole anymore. His elves, you know, they're they're just Amazon elves. That That's right. all. That sounds right? right. That sounds about right. That sounds right. So, I mean, they're going to figure it out here soon, but they're not what, there yet. So, right? so, so what is truth? Truth right? is just what you believe it to be. Bro. Truth is belief. It's it's confidence. Truth is confidence. You just you're confident in your beliefs, right? It's confidence. I just actually recently learned this because one of my good friends, he's the CEO of a mortgage company, took a public. And we were having this idea. We, we, we're going to go down the rabbit hole on some of this stuff. This is going to be so much fun. So anyhow, we're having this call. I'm like, dude, the stock market. This is some BS. Like, dude, how is it still going up? You got 30 million people unemployed. MBS just should be dropping this, this, and that. And he goes, confidence. I'm like, what do you mean confident? He goes, I'm confident in the Fed. See, faith. Like, you ever watch the movie Dogma? Yeah. So that was that was one of the things he talks about, right? Why can't people just have ideas? As soon as they turn them into beliefs, that's when we start having issues. When you when you like full-heartedly believe that this is something that is true, there's nothing that can convince you otherwise. This is your truth. This, this is what truth. you believe in. It's your foundation. Without that foundation, everything else crumbles around you. So you have to have something that you believe in in place. Even if your belief is of something that 
doesn't exist. Like it, it, religion, for example, you either believe in it or you don't. And the atheists who don't are adamant that it doesn't exist. That is their belief. Yeah, right. And yeah, on the other yeah. side, they believe that it's true. So they're going to prove everything to you ver through Bible scripture. It's just a core thing that we as humans need well, to have. It's, it's it's stacked. It's it's stacked on belief on belief on belief. But the funny thing is when you see somebody come to that realization, they're like, and they get that that short circuit. My daughter was in our bedroom one day and she opened up my wife's drawer and she literally found all her baby teeth in there. Right? That happened to me. Dude. The tooth fairy she, went away. She was like, Mom, the tooth fairy hasn't run me. Dollar today, and we're like, oh shit, we gotta go in there. We forgot, and then the next day, mom, and we're like, oh, we forgot two days in a row, and then it randomly <laughs> opens the drawer, and we're like, ah, uh, the gig is up, know, dude. The gig, the is, gig up. is up. The gig is up. But that's the that's the okay. So that's the funny part, and I guess that's where we begin. Is like, you know, there's a certain point where you take a red pill in something, and you realize, oh my god, the beliefs that I had in all these things, it's 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 been all torn down. I've actually been watching uh, Robert Kiyosaki and he talks about this with money. And it's so awesome because now the relationship with understanding what reality is. And now you go back and you hear these people speak. You're like, oh, my God, how did I not see what he was talking about? Money's not money. Money's a debt. Mm -hmm. When you look at money, it says a promissory note, a note promised to pay. Right. And you start understanding like, oh, my God, where where do these terms come from? And you start unpacking them. Right. Like, here's a great one for you. You know what a mortgage is? Yeah, we talked a little bit about this. Yeah. It's, it's right? a payment until death. Right. It's a, it's, it's uh, take it apart. So mort is like mort is like it's this is old French. Right. So from the beginning of mort is uh, mortality from death. And then um, the remaining the remaining portion of the, uh, the gage. Right. Is a promise. Right. It's so it's until death. promise until death. And when you look at a note, it is a promissory note. What do you do when you write someone a suicide note? Right. You're, you're saying your goodbye. This is your this is your promise to repay. These are the terms of my conditions. This is. And so you start unpacking all these little words and like, wow, this has been in front of my face all this time. Um, I was showing my son about money the other day and we we're talking about like where money comes from. And they came up to the point of bonds. And I think I shared this with you, right? Mm -hmm. So bonds, what is bonds? Let's talk about bondage, right? We talk about stocks and bonds, stocks and bonds. Well, what, what's bond? Bonds are just pools of things put together. Well, back in the day, in the slavery days, when they used to sell people in the 1600s, bringing them from Africa, they bring them in bonds and they put their name on a list. And that was the bond. You sold a pool of bonds. They were just people. They were just people. Now we're selling bonds and groups of stocks or companies or debts, whatever, Which whatever these instruments are. It's a debt that is against your life, right? And so here's how random this is. I got off the phone with a client earlier today and we we're talking about mortgages, right? And, and, and um, his appraisal just came in and it gave him a 20-year economic life. And I go, bro, you you're going to have to change your mortgage to a 20-year loan because economic life of your loan is 20 years. And we got to talking and I said, you know, it's funny in some countries, if you're 70 years old and the life expectancy was 80, they'd only give you a 10 year loan because they knew you wouldn't live past your life expectancy. Mm -hmm. Right. In the United States, we don't do that. We, 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 we can't discriminate. Discriminate on age. Yeah. Right. But it makes a lot of sense. And so when you start thinking about where all these different bases and foundations of things come from, 
uh, dude, it's like you start going down this rabbit hole and that's what we started to do. And as you start going down this rabbit hole, like, okay, wh well, why are we, why are we doing this? And um, I was listening to a podcast the other day, Jimmy, I forget his name, pretty good guy. Anyhow. So um, um, I'll write again. He used to be on CNBC as a commentator. He was saying that, you know, the stock market's not that hard, you know, and the financial markets are not that hard. It's just another language. And once somebody explains to you the language in layman terms, you're like, oh, th that's, this is not that hard. And so, you know, you start looking at the definition of things, right? And so when you start breaking things down and you start saying, okay, well, who, who gave you these definitions? Where, where did this come from? And then you start going a little deeper and then, okay, where did this come from? And you go, oh, oh, okay. These are the meanings of things, right? So we start talking about different reasons like a one world currency, right? Mm -hmm. So people talk about Bitcoin. People don't realize where Bitcoin really comes from. Has it, Have you ever stopped to just like Google like who invented Bitcoin? No, never, never. I don't really okay. invest in Bitcoin, so I never really – I don't invest it, in what I don't know. Random. Take the time to do that because it's actually an anonymous person. But anonymous just anonymous is kind of scary. Let's be honest. If something so structured and so developed randomly is placed, it rarely is random and for no reason. Like which it's by funny. design for a reason. <laughs> which is funny because like I'm like, okay, well, let's start looking it up. But when you start researching the history of Bitcoin, you'll see that the CIA was actually involved in the implementation of the actual original currency coin of that cryptocurrency. So the question always comes down to why? What's the motive? What's the motive? What's the motive, right? So we recently watched Hillary Clinton come on TV today, right? And what did she say? She says, you never waste a crisis. Crisis go to waste, right? Don't ever waste a crisis. So you got to start stopping and thinking, you know, like a magician. We, we're, we're here like our kids, right? When the kids peek around the corner and they see the Wizard of Oz, we got to come up with this other story. But you, when we take a step back and really understand, like, when we see things like COVID roll out and we get scared because it's like, oh, my God, there's this new pandemic. But believe it or not. This, this introduction of pandemics has been being introduced in front of our eyes for probably the last publicly? Ooh. Quite some time. It's averaging almost every two years. If you look back at every two-year cycle, you'll always see whether it's been Ebola or it's been um, N1H1. It, it just it's just one of these random little things. It's like every couple oh, yeah, of years. Yeah. I, I even shared one. I shared a, a little uh, a text thing with a lot of people when this Corona thing first came out. I was like, look, in 2000, it was going to be Y2K, and then it was this, and then it was SARS, and then it was measles, and then it was – it's always something. So who's behind all that? Who stands to benefit, I should say? That's always, right? the, so let's, that's let's, always the question, right? Let's, let's start there, right? Let's Okay, let's just take a step back and let's say, okay, who stands to benefit? Well, who benefited right now? Look at the financial markets. They, okay, so here, reel me this, Batman. Okay, well, let me so, wait before you right. go into the financial markets. The yep. the honest kickback is going to be, well, the financial markets are tanking. Like my four hundred one k is losing value. What do you mean the financial markets are Dude, benefiting? S and P year to date is down ten percent now. That's a. It, but if you're talking about somebody's in in like their own portfolio, ten percent, and I'm about to retire, ten percent is a huge. Same chunk. same question back in March. It would, they would have lost maybe 50% of their balance, right? 
But since then, the retracement of that because of the Fed's coming in, stepping in the money. See, the thing is, what people realize is that when the Fed comes in, they already saw what the Fed did the last round. So they're like, oh, the Fed's not going to let us fail. Right. If you take a look at who um, if you take a look at like a guy like Mnuchin, great example. Mnuchin stepped in. And this is the same guy that bought my old bank, IndyMac. Okay. So all those thousands of people who could have had their loans completely modified, same guy who was running that system today is the same guy who took over and bought IndyMac Bank and allowed all those homeowners to get foreclosed on. Hmm. Think about why? that. But why? Who's the benefit? Who's the benefit? BlackRock comes in, buys 100,000 homes, right? Make them all into rentals, sit on that property. With an 8% they return. With 8% return, borrowing money from the Fed funds window at no interest rate. So in other words, if it wasn't their money, it's an infinite return. It's right. Mm -hmm. So those are the weird things. You take a step back and you start asking yourself, okay, who, who's this benefiting, right? And so let, let's, let's, let's start with this guy. Let's start with this guy, Fauci, right? If, when you start looking at who Fauci is, do you know that we've been investing into that Wuhan lab? As a government, like he, like we're so invested in that lab. The fact that this guy can come out and say that too many people are going to die and all this fear and propaganda, right? Who does it benefit? Well, it's got to benefit the pharmaceuticals who are going to well, come out with a vaccine eventually, right? If we're going to go that far down the road. So, so here's what's funny, and this is just me randomly today. So, every year. You go to like Davos, right? Where all these rich, wealthy people come together. And if you if you don't know who the Council of Foreign Relations is, you should really look them up. Like, look up who the Council of Foreign Relations is. Like, who's involved in that? Literally, it's just like the wealthy of the wealthy, right? I think I sent you that 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 link the other day of the Council of Foreign Relations. Yes, they counsel every single president, every foreign nation leader on decision making processes, right? But it's random because they're so wealthy. Like, how do they get a say? It's like the mastermind of the power of the world. Um, essentially. I mean, do they have their finger in everything? Right. But when you look at this, there's a thing called uh, the CEPI. Right. I, I forget what, who it is, but this is who this is who is in CEPI. First of all, Bill Gates is in it. Number one. Fauci is a director of it. OK. Number two. Uh, Innovo from Pharma, who just so happened to come out with this freshly passed. Um, vaccine that they're starting with random right darpa and the army from fort Detrick is all part of cepi what is cepi so let me let me actually look this up real quick i can give you the full acronym so they came up with this new um group of like a council. Okay. And basically what it is, is to push like for new vaccines for like a safer world mm -hmm. is essentially what they do. So CEPI is an alliance to finance and coordinate the development of new vaccines to prevent and contain infectious diseases and epidemics. But the development of a, vac of a vaccine takes a long time, right? I mean, it really does. From what I've learned on my own and I'm not there's no way in medicine or whatever but you can develop a vaccine really quick 
it's figuring out whether it works or not that takes quite some time. Right. So that's why they're saying it could take up to 12 to 18 months for us to have a vaccine. It's not because you can't develop a vaccine up front. It's just because you don't know whether it works. Well, that's the necessarily part. That's part of it, right? It's not necessarily who it works, but who does it harm? Mm. See, that's the real question. Because if you take a look at any sort of vaccine, I actually just watched the clip. My wife just showed me this morning of a dog that took a, a, a flea and tick medicine, right? And the dog, after took a flea and tick medicine, literally went into convulsions. It just started having these, these uh, brain spasms immediately. And when they look back at that pill that they had, they found it in other medications that actually that's what it causes, right? It's a type of like uh, uh, herbicide, I guess it's in there, right? And what's funny is you start breaking these different things down. You're like, oh my God, they, how many things are out there where they just say, eh, we can have a fraction of the population still die. Nobody ever talks about the, the forced vaccines that they're being done on people and stop and look at the number of deaths, right? Well Okay, so number of deaths. This is a conversation that we were having the other day, right? Um, and this is something that I've been looking online. There's They keep talking about underlying conditions, right? And up until most recently, when somebody died, they would always look at the underlying conditions. Uh, and they would say, person passed away from cancer, person passed away from heart disease, person right? passed away from... But now it's like everybody who had an underlying condition, that underlying condition goes away and they get the COVID stamp. Right. So everyone who's dying right now, all of a sudden you see and you see charts of, of deaths happening because of COVID, but it's not necessarily because of COVID. It's just, you know, you got sick. Who does it benefit? Well, that's the question, right? That's right. always the question. That's the question you have to ask. You know, what's what's Ronald Reagan say? Trust, but verify. Mm -hmm. Right. Even when I'm doing a loan or a transaction, um, my underwriter says X, Y, Z. Well, the guidelines say blah, blah, blah. Well, what page was that on? Let me let me go read that. And then I read it. I'm like, that's, that's for something completely different. Like, dude, trust but verify. And that goes for everything. What's sad is like you know, we have like a police force that's out there right now telling people to go off the streets, right? Like stay off the beaches. But yet vitamin D is found to like literally take like there's like a 19% reduction rate overall. 19%, which is a pretty good amount, right, of just the synthesization of vitamin D. All right, I'm going to take a little bit of a left turn here because we're getting into medicine and we're that's not our background at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but my biggest concern here with that exact example where you have people telling you to get off the street, the reason why this conversation started with me is because in my gut, I feel off when I'm giving up my freedoms for security, especially if it's something I don't that's, really see being like catastrophic and detrimental. That's the point, bro. That's the point. See, the thing is, is like you look at a draconian system. See, China is truly draconian, right? When something's happening to this level of epidemic, they have the systems in place where they say, everybody get locked down. You're staying in your house. Put on masks. This is how it's going to be. And their, their system of government allows them to do that, right? United States is not like that. So something like this, which is, which is random, think about it. In a 48-hour window, through mass hysteria, people got locked down. And when you start uncompacting figures, right? And not to say this is not a, a deadly virus. Don't get me wrong, because there is multiple strains when you start looking at it in, in very depth level. There is multiple strains. It's also environmentally specific when you start really looking at it. But that doesn't behoove the greater picture. See, the greater picture is that there's a, there's a, there's a power grab happening, right? 
because there's a power grab happening. And, and why we feel off is because when you stop and you look at the TV, it's like your son coming to you to say, hey, Dad, I have a question. What's, what's going on with Santa Claus? And then you're like, oh, well, you know, this, this, we figured this one out, right? To keep you on track. Mm-hmm. And when you start looking at things like that, which is random, and you're afraid because you think of this term conspiracy theory, right? But you start unpacking conspiracy theory. Why am I afraid? Well, conspiracy theory was literally a term that came up from like the CIA with the murder of JFK. And it was a way for people to feel like, you know, like I'm I'm a weirdo for thinking these things. So therefore, you know what? I'm going to keep going over here. Right. But here's a simple fact, though. They've actually proven this with monkeys. With monkeys. Do you know that? Do you know the story of the monkeys and the bananas and, and, the, and the ladder? No, I mean, there's a lot of monkey banana ladders. Which one are you talking about? <laughs> let, let me let me explain to you this, and then this is where we begin with a red pill, okay? All right. So there was a scientific study done with a doctor, and he actually brought five monkeys into a room, and they put a ladder in the room and a set of bananas on the top of the ladder. And what they did was every time one of the monkeys tried to climb up the ladder to get the bananas, they'd spray cold water on all the other monkeys. And they started realizing every time a monkey tried to go up the ladder to get the bananas, the other monkeys were like, oh, hell with this shit. They would grab the other monkey and bring him down and beat the hell out of him until eventually not a single monkey wanted to climb the ladder. Well, then what they started to do was this. They started rotating one monkey at a time out of the room. The first monkey they rotated in didn't know anything about those, the cold water. So he starts climbing up the ladder and all of a sudden the monkeys start beating the hell out of him, right? Well, this kept happening until eventually every single monkey that was in that room was never the original set of monkeys that was sprayed with the water. Mm. Right? They knew nothing. They failed to question it. They had a group of monkeys that they watched that failed to question, why can't we go up and climb and get those bananas? Well, just you just don't do it. We That's just what's happening it. here. That reminds me right. of like a like like the elephant. You they at the circus, right? They tie up the elephant with like a little rope and the elephant doesn't go anywhere. Cause it's conditioned since it was little, when it was when it was weak, that it can't break the bounds of the rope, that the rules have been set in place that when this rope comes over your head, this is where you stay. And that's kind of that's exactly where I feel that things are happening right now. It's right. that conditioning of when you go outside, you wear a mask. When you go outside, you stay six feet apart. It is your moral obligation and your duty to stay home. By the way, if you're home, here's a check. We're going to take care of you. Let's incentivize you. Let's give you one of those bananas. Right? Exactly. So the the question is really this. It's like, um, you know, as you watch a magician, right? And I I see this in, in business as well. We call it professional confusion. But we watch in, 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 in business as well that maybe over here on the right, the magician's operating their trick, but then with a slip of hand, we don't see the other thing that's really going on. And the thing we have to stop and question is like, why the slip of the hand? Like, what, what was that? Right. And we, but yet we know we stare at this knowing that we're still off, that we're watching this magician show, but we never stop and question it. Mm-hmm. Right. And here's what's funny, bro. I guarantee you. I guarantee you, every single person you talk to, deep down in their gut, says something is off. They're just not saying it because they sound weird, right? This is why, you know, on my platform, this is one of the reasons why I was like, dude, 
this is just how I feel. I'm, I may be wrong. I, you, you're, you know, it may be a conspiracy theory and it's all, you know, in my head and maybe that's the case, but it just, it's just the feeling that I have in my gut. And usually your gut is one of those things that you need to follow. Cause it's usually the right path. Like you should be at least, you know, if, if, like I, like I put on this post, if you're not asking the questions of why, then you're never going to get yourself into any position of where you can make an informed decision. That's, that's the whole point of making an informed decision. Take in the information. hundred percent. In like digest it, come up with your own opinion and then m- make a decision going forward. But, you know, it's but, funny. Like I say, in, in our business is exactly that, right? So like I said, we have professional confusion. We can get clients tied up in such a way where, oh, okay, I need you just like the financial information, right? I have a client I just got off the phone with and we're talking about, um, giving him an honest answer. He was getting talked into by a lender to do this refinance and it made like absolutely no sense. And I told him, I said, bro, you know what? I have to jump on the zoom call real quick. Um, here's the deal. I'd love to really help you. This is a waste of money for you. Here's a different way you can do this and knock this out. And he goes, bro, that's why my buddy said to call you because you're going to tell me the truth, you know, but on the opposite end, there is individuals in the world that will take advantage of situations like that, that they lead us down that path. I mean, dude, look at YouTube, for example. How many YouTube guys do you see right now getting stripped off because they're talking about medicine? We just saw these recent doctors questioning the numbers, right? Mm-hmm. Get taken off. And so our information is getting steered, right? It, it, everyone goes through this. Well, that okay, so here's here's one of those things where, where again, my gut feels weird about it, right? And uh, we are literally being stripped of the ability to peaceably assemble right this whole group of 10 and don't you can't go out places and hang out no large groups that sort of stuff right and the argument i always keep hearing is well we can go on zoom and we can go on skype and we can go on facebook live and we can do this sort of thing right but again my thing is yes i have a platform but guess what at any given time that dial down of who's hearing it can go way down and it's nothing that i do so beyond that, which again, this goes back to basic thinking. And so I think I told, I shared with you this back in the day, I was a reconnaissance scout for the army. So my job was observation. It was about how do I put a scenario together two and two? I'm watching individuals come together, whether it's a, a mechanized delivery, time of day, ranks, positions, who's saluting this guy. And I have to see that from a distance and play out what is happening, right? You have to do that to understand the narrative in the story. But at the same time, when you start applying that same type of reasoning in real life, it's funny because when you once you take it, you can't unsee it. Like it's mm-hmm. it's hard. You just you're like I I'm I see I I know that there's a wizard. There's a guy behind the Wizard of Oz thing, and he's on the microphone. Er, right? Yep. Yep. You can't unsee it. So here's some funny here's some funny things to kind of think about. Why is it okay that marijuana is an essential business liquor store? I can walk into Walmart, mm-hmm. but yet I can't go to church. So bizarre, isn't it? Right? I'm not saying it, you know, and, and the argument is going to be, well, if people are too close together. Dude, I walked into Walmart. I'm telling you, I I am shoulder to shoulder with people in aisles right next to them, passing by, grabbing cans, looking at the same stuff that we they touch after, you know, I touched it after they touch it. Why not church? Why not church? Why not? Right? Or or um, a husband or a father and his son playing catch in an open field. 
Mm-hmm. Just some basic stuff like that, right? And but yeah, at the same time, we have a, an authoritarian, an authoritarian mentality. And I'm not saying I love police officers. I have a lot of friends that are police. I still do. I shoot with a lot of them still. But there's individuals that will follow authoritarian rule because they say so. Mm. And they don't question it, right? Which is unfortunate, which is sad. I, I made a joke this morning that, you know, Governor Newsom's not letting out people in, in OC go to the beach because they came out, you know, and they weren't listening. I'm like, well, who's this guy to tell him like, Oh, you've been bad as a county. You guys can't go out. And these other counties can go. slap on the wrist. <laughs> that's not fascism. I don't know what is. Like, that's yeah. straight up fascism. Like, okay, hold on for a second. Did I just hear this guy say that? We're, we're not doing this because of medical reasons, but now you're telling me because we're not we're not good people? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, okay. But What's see, when that? you come out with that in public, it's you're being wrong. You're the reason why people are going to get sick. You're the reason why this thing's going to get out of control. You're the reason why the hospitals are going to be overrun. Like that's the, that's the, that's the response that we get when, when we have an opinion like that. Here, let's do this. This is going to be fun. I just did this the other day because I heard it and I was like, I'm going to check this out. (laughs) I drove by like three different COVID testing centers. Dude, there was, first of all, none of them had cars except for one. They had like one car there and they're like, okay, first of all, we should have massive testing if we're going to be testing for COVID. Mm-hmm. Then you go, okay, what are we testing for? Oh, wow. You start looking it up and the CDC canceled the first test. Why? Well, the first test that came from China actually had COVID on the swabs. So here we are sticking swabs in people's nostrils, giving them COVID. I'm like, well, that's cool. So what 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 else is going on, right? Which is it's just crazy because we don't stop and just basically basic reasoning. We've lost our basic reasoning, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's what part of I think that's what part of being a good American is, right? It's mm-hmm. a freedom of thinking. What's the First Amendment? It's freedom of speech, dude. Freedom of speech and the freedom to assemble, mm-hmm. right? And if you know the risk, hey, if you want to assemble, I mean, the risk is going to be that you can possibly get sick or bring it home to your family. Hey, that's my risk. I ride a motorcycle. That's my risk. Right? Exactly. I want to go jump out of a plane. That's my risk. Right? But the, the issue here with, with what's going on for me, one of the main things is it's not that they're taking it away so much as we're giving it away. We are. And that's out of fear, though, bro. When you really stop and think about this, the times where you're willing to give up your your freedoms is through fear, right? Let's unpack this a little bit. Let's go down the rabbit hole. You ready? Let's do it. Okay, let's go. So why? Let's just start with why. With fear, you can make anyone do anything, Right? You're willing to give up freedoms for fear. Let's. We brought up one time we were talking with uh, 9-11, right? Mm-hmm. 9-11 came out. Then the Patriot comes in. Now everyone can get surveillance done that we gave up as a freedom as a society. When people don't understand that the technology for surveillance externally from the United States population has existed. Google this. Look up Project Echelon. Okay? Project Echelon. They've been able to monitor every single electronic transmission of every single thing since the 1960s, bro. They've been able to do it. But the difference was that U.S. had 
uh, protections as a population, right? That monitoring state was okay if you were a non-U.S. citizen, but what once 9-11 happened, we came up with the Patriot Act, and now all of a sudden we give up our rights, and every single cell phone is a tracking beacon now. You can monitor every single conversation. If you don't believe me, you can look back at the Trump, uh, you know, the investigation with the FBI, and they're pulling up 72-hour recordings because they're there well, for three days. I'll give you this. I'll give you this. Um, we, we've given all that data freely. Right, we post it on our social media platforms. We search on Google. We post our stuff, like like our, our video communications. The fact that we are now using video communication more often is kind of scarier. Because oh. and and check it out. I think it's really cool. But then you think about where it comes where it comes from. Like it, it's a little bit scary. When I post a video on Facebook now, it automatically already knows what I'm saying and captions it. Like within the time I post it. Dude, and you're it, lucky this is not China. And the, and the dialect is really good. Like it's it's like it punctuates and everything really really well. And for me, looking at it as a content creator, I'm like, that's cool. That's one less thing I have to do. But if you think about how many different recordings and processes and data they've collected for that to happen, how about this? How about it goes a step deeper? And this is why people get a, they don't stop and think about like a one world government. Okay. Just look at China, for example. Just imagine if China was in charge of the world where there's only one voice. And if you don't agree with that voice, we're going to reprogram you. There's places in China where they literally send you into detention centers and they will reprogram your way of thinking. Period. Right? So conversations that we're having right now freely, openly, like say, hey, what's going on with this COVID? What's up? What's up with this? What's up with that? And trying to dive down the rabbit hole to get information? Bro, in other countries, you can't do that. Now, take the same technology that we have and exact conversation you and I are having. Because of what we're talking about and the way we think, people would come to our doors and take us away. Imagine that type of world. So while we're staring over here at COVID as a problem, as a fear, we're not realizing the freedoms we're giving up over here. Right? Dude, look at this guy right now, Bill Gates. He's literally saying, as soon as you get a COVID test, we're going to give you an electronic ID card. We're going to monitor you. We're going to geo-monitor you. Or, you know, hey, bro, you know, I seen you. Uh, you went to the store and you bought some ammunition. Uh, and you were posting a couple things the other day. I'm going to swing by your house and uh, we're going to have a chat with you. Dude, the whole, what was that movie with uh, Tom Cruise where? Uh, the Minority Report? Minority Report. The one where he, uh, you get arrested for something that happens in the future that hasn't happened yet. Right? So how did you not know that's not preconditioning? Mm. You're putting those thoughts. Preconditioning well, meaning how do we not become comfortable with a society that becomes that way? Like you're setting it up in advance. Yeah. Just dripping you right now so you get comfortable with it. Just like no different than when you watch kids get... Uh, like my kids, I don't know about yours, but my kids have watched more violent video games and stuff on TV than I ever did. And I thought mines were pretty violent, right? Yeah. It, de it, de it desensitizes it, them. It de desensitize them. But when you stop and you look at these techniques that are happening over time, dude, um, that's like, it, it's it's kind of known out there, like with uh, what the CIA does, it's called Project Ultra. You know, you think about what, what we as humans, if we were computers, how are we getting data input? Just what we see and what we hear. Right here and right here, right? Mm -hmm. So if all you see is this narrative and all you see is that reality, 
That's all you know. Now you take, here's what's crazier. Let's take the entire United States population. Let's plug them in the house and let's flush them every day with mainstream media news. Yeah. And, and here's, here's the thing is you still kind of have the, uh, the false sense of choice if that's what you're watching because you're either watching the blue side and you're gung-ho on that or you're watching the red side and you're gung-ho on that like you have this illusion of choice but the narrative is pretty much the same oh yeah still- google this this is an awesome thing to google um sinclair media um from pull it up it's called sinclair media um news well just sinclair sinclair media news and this is like video okay and basically what's going to do is you're going to see a narrative i played this for my wife yesterday to freak her out she was like change the channel but i I play this thing and every single news channel was literally mockingbird media Mm -hmm. right and when you go into go into wikipedia and look up project mockingbird the cia has been doing that forever They've literally been putting stuff out as news narrative. We have we have a department in the army. It's called psyops. Um, I was actually going to go into psyops, and I didn't want to do it because I got talked out of it. But there's departments in the military that have been doing this for a long freaking time that are just set up specifically to manipulate the, the the mindset of the people. It's crazy, right? And so you know, you stop and you think about that. We all have businesses every day. But now, if you allow yourself to get frozen in time with watching media from COVID and all this negativity, negativity, in the meanwhile, not thinking about ways of, hey, how can I change my business right now? Or what can I do to, to make ends meet? Or how, how can we get ahead of this and not be so stressed off of what's going on? Or waking up every morning at 7 a.m. and being clued to the news of how many deaths are happening in COVID every day, every day, every day, right? Because if you get that fear of paralyzation, what liberties and freedoms are you going to be giving up now? Yeah, you're afraid to go outside. Now you're afraid to go into a store. Now you want everybody to wear a mask. Then before long, it's going to be, I mean, dude. Let me, let we, me plug we, in that RFID chip in your wrist over here so we know we can So we can track you at all time. Yeah. track you? Dude, how about To that? your benefit. Oh, oh hey, hey, I, I, I was watching that whole. Over here, right? Yeah, you, I was watching that Elon Musk thing you were talking about, the neural, the neural chips. Neuralink? Dude. That is, I mean, honestly, honestly, like that's <laughs> that the like, dude, dude, that totally blew my mind. But I mean, on the one hand, because you can see all the cool stuff that you'd be able to do, right? Like I control my phone, my TV, everything, like just by thinking about it. That is phenomenally awesome, right? And I, I'm of the mindset that the Elon Musk's type people of the world are truly trying to do something great. But that technology, in think about hands. what in, in the, the wrong hands, hands think about what it can hands. do. Right that's, now, that's, that's my whole point. Now right. you have an external link into your brain, oh, right? That, like that, that literally can program into your brain. It's yeah, this is, like this is like real life. The and people don't know this. Okay, I want people to Google that. Google Elon Musk neural link. Okay, if, if you you still have the link, you should probably shoot that out. The most phenomenal technology you will ever see in your life. Okay, a thing the size of a of a what of a penny. With about Dude, it thousand, was tiny. With like, I think you said it was like one tenth. The each strand was one tenth the size of a hair. Right. That right. is crazy, nuts, right? dude. And, and it goes and into right your into your neurons and bypass hitting any neuron and any artery with a thousand strands. With the with and with the he says with the ease of Lasix. Didn't that give you chills? Dude, Where he's like, we can do this with the ease of Lasix. I'm like, yeah. 
Well, he, how they developed right. those machines to be put. And like I said, like the technology is actually very amazing, dude. It's super impressive what they've been able to develop. And, and, and just to make things simpler, like, you know, almost all those technologies that we have, everything from like the cell phone came from at some point, uh, something that had to do with space travel and making space travel easier. And that's Elon Musk's, like his main thing is to put humans on Mars. That's what he's after. I think, I think in, in reality, I think he's a good guy. I think well, he's one of the good guys. He's, he's one of those guys that wants to like save humanity. Yes. You know? Let's just find this an easier way. Let's just save humanity. So that's, you know, I, I respect a guy like that big time. But then you look at the opposite people of the world that play under the guise of saving humanity by giving up a certain percentage of our liberties. Mm-hmm. And those people are scary. I mean, you know, I, if you think about YouTube as a great example, YouTube's supposed to be one of those, those media platforms where it was supposed to be open and free for anybody. Un, uh, put whatever videos you want on there right now. But now if you start talking about the wrong thing, it doesn't go. It, it, you know, you look back in early January. I was watching um, the the Who, right? The Who Who came out, and they were talking in the Bay Area. And I literally told my wife, I was like, "Watch this, babe. The Who's in the Bay Area having a sit down with all the people of the heads of media, Yahoo, um, you know, Facebook, Instagram, everyone, all of them, all in one room." Okay. Number one objective was to limit the amount of disinformation of COVID. Which is so ironic because, you know, again, being in the military, I'm like, I'm thinking like three steps ahead. I got my masks. I got my PPEs. I got food, post money at the bank, did all my basic things that I need to make sure that, okay, this is going to be at least a six, three to six month pandemic. I'm good. I actually shared the information with my friends and they did it. And they were like, dude, you're crazy. I'm like, I, I could tell you some other things that I do about, but I be don't want to scare you too far. <laughs> don't want to scare you too far. But, um, you know, so we did those things and they did it. And I can tell you this, they came back and they're like, bro, dude, thank you so much. And I'm like, um, did, you, did you feel weird? And they're like, well, yeah, because I try to tell my brother. And he's like, oh, you're tripping. He goes, everybody was talking me out of it. And he goes, it was really strange. I'm like, right? So, you know, it's, it's the one thing I think we fall into is a lot of peer pressure. But then we start having this like, you know, we have to realize that there's powers in there that be like right now with our mainstream media which is owned by like six major corporations that are giving us their narrative of the world. Right. And now we've come into this new era that people don't really realize the new era is now we have a small group of people that run these major corporations that have a huge amount of influence. Right. And if now like you have YouTube that gives you a narrow band of information and takes away things like, Oh yeah, no, don't buy masks. You don't need to be buying a masks. The guys that are in the hospitals need the masks. And so here we are like, hey, hey, I was walking in the parking lot with my mask on when this first started. And this guy told me in the parking lot, hey, bro, those don't work. <laughs> you know, I, th- I told my nephew, I'm like, hey, bro, that's Darwinism right there, man. Don't worry about that. Let's keep going. Right. Mm. And now you fast forward. I'm, 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 I'm over here jogging with my dog. Don't have my mask on. And people give me the eyeball. Like, Dude, where's your mask? Right. So that's a lot of things like that, that conditioning that we're being done. But like. And I say, we go down this rabbit hole when you start really taking a look at who are the people that control that propaganda, right? What we'll message a little are bit. They- we, we kind yeah. of talked about this a little bit before, right? Uh, in, in who benefits and who's controlling this propaganda. Um, mortgage forbearance, right? Mm-hmm. Like why the heck would a bank tell you it's okay to skip a payment? 
they're in the business of collecting revenue and earning money off interest. They take your money, magnify it, lend it out, get the payment back, and the interest that is earned, that's how they make their money. Why would they ever cut themselves off at the feet? Because they're guaranteed funds on that money. Dude. And where'd that money come from? Right? The Fed. The Fed. The Fed. Okay, I have I, I used to have these wishes in life. Like I wanna like if you have like a three wishes, who do you want to see, right? Uh, if you can go back in time, who could you sit down and meet or what experience you want to go through? I want to go to the laptop, the guy that's actually putting in the keystrokes of money. Because money's not getting printed like it used to be back in the days. It's literally some like laptop or probably some dude at the Federal Reserve with his cell phone. He's like, hey, wh what's this, Joe? Here's 20 trillion. Just like that in the market. <laughs> Pow. Goes back and drinking his latte, right? Because that's essentially what it's become. The Fed can sit there and open up a Fed funds window and just take every single amount of, of commercial paper and take bad bets off of these players and give them more cash with no penalty. And so here we are going through the process of Congress of getting a $500 billion stimulus, but on the back end, same day, $6 trillion can go through the Fed funds window without a vote. Hmm. Is that money that's already in circulation type? No, no, it's not in circulation. And the way that they create it is through debt. It's just more money gets created via debt. Money doesn't get created via physical currency anymore. You know, you stop and you look at money today. Money is not what it used to be. When I remember as a kid, I don't remember this, even pennies, right? My kids pick up a penny. The penny is not copper anymore. It's an alloy. And the nickel is not nickel anymore. It's another type of alloy. And even quarters, quarters used to be silver quarters because they were worth a quarter in silver. Then they laminated a piece of copper in the middle, sandwiched it with some outside shell, now you grab a, a, a quarter, what is it made out of, right? It's made out of some magical alloy. It's probably your, your Coca-Cola can for all you know, right? But it's a belief. It's a belief in the fiat currency system, right? And so we're just down below. What's uh, Oliver? Who, who's the one with the, uh, with the, with the giant and all the is little that, people? It's uh, Gulliver, Gulliver's Gulliver, Travels, right? Gulliver's Travels, right? So Gulliver, what, what happens when all those little people see the big giant? They're like, oh, my God, what, what's really going on? And he's like, dude, what are you, what are you, there's a whole world out there, right? You guys are just right here. This is all you see. This is all we're allowing you to see. That's what we're seeing. That's we're the little we're people. Seeing. We're the little people. We are the little people. Because when you start unpacking a lot of this stuff, when you start really breaking it down and understanding how this game is being played, it's empowering in a sense, right? It really is. You start thinking like, well, if I get sick and I get COVID and I have antibodies for it, well, then do I have to take a vaccine? Why would I have to? I already have antibodies for it. Well, you've literally contracted it. Your body defeated it. You're good to go. Right? That's one of my things I keep saying. I'm like, why don't we treat this like the chicken pox? Right? Like it's, I, I remember being a kid, exactly. dude, being a kid. When, when the cousins had chicken pox, you better go hang out with him because you're next, dude. And then you stay home for, from school for a week and you're, you're set. You're good to go. Right. But again, who does it benefit? Right. And you stop and you look at these people who are pr 
promoting this stuff and you look at who they're associated with and you watch guys like Fauci and Gates and these guys coming together and then you go look up, um, there's a there's an event that happened back in December, November. It was called um, Event 201. So Google up Event 201 and watch the videos. And every single thing in that event was actually breaking down a, a, a crisis that was happening. It was happening. Oh, is this a crisis by design? Dude, that's that's a great question. I think it, 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 crises, if you they tell you this in plain sight, don't waste a crisis. All it does is it allows them to do something while you're distracted. I don't think the distractions actually made for you to be distracted. There possibly could be, right? You look up like a 9-11. People talk about conspiracies in 9-11. I sent you that link. Did you watch that link with Donald Rumsfeld? I couldn't. It was a broken link. Oh, dude. Okay. Uh, just Google C-SPAN, Donald Rumsfeld, September 2010. And he's speaking. And listen to what he says. Dude, he talks about terrorists. Talks about redoing the Pentagon. Talks about all the massive spending. And that they lost like $2.9 trillion, which by the way, in 2011, the US debt was like $5.9 trillion. So essentially, the Pentagon lost like half of the entire United States debt is missing. But how do you lose debt? Like, where does it go? Like, it's not like you can misplace. Where did the Fed just move $6 trillion last week? <laughs> right? Yeah. Here we are getting a stimulus check of twelve hundred bucks, but in the back end, six trillion just went out the back window. And there's you guys are we're we're little people like on like government government. What's called that's uh, one of those things I was I was talking about uh, recently too. I'm like, look, uh, if you ever watched the movie uh, Abraham Lincoln, right? And and at the end of the movie, they finally passed the 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 Thirteenth Amendment. I think it was Thirteenth Amendment, right? We're we free, free the slaves. And uh, Tommy Lee Jones's character goes, hey, can I borrow that? And he takes the actual sign thing, takes it home to, to show his wife, right? It's one page, bro. It's one page document to pass a law. One page with everybody's signatures on it. Today, when you pass a law, it's a book. What the hell is on all those other pages? And that's Bureau what I keep telling bureaucracy people. Bureaucracy creates jobs, bro. But that's what I keep telling people. I'm like, I'm like, look, you all you saw, all you were caring about when they were promoting this whole stimulus package is when am I going to get my 1,200 bucks? That's all you didn't about. see. You didn't see everything else that was listed in there. This is how that politician gets paid off, and that guy gets his his back scratched, and that guy gets his. And that's that's the main reason why we don't trust any of the politicians anymore. Because well, let's decompact words. Let's decompact words. Let's talk about what uh, con gross man. <laughs> this is why Eminem is one of my favorite rappers of all time, bro. It's because he takes these words <laughs> and he breaks them down. Right? They're, they're, all they are is con artists. Let's just take it apart. Let, let's take apart government. Govern. What's the term "govern" mean? To what? To to, to control. Rule? To control. Govern. Your lawnmower has a govern, right? It's govern. Mm. Govern. Mente. What's mente mean? Mind. Mind. Govern, control your control, mind. Control the mind. All the government is in place is just to control the mind of the masses. That's all they're doing. They're just kind of keeping us in these bumpers and moving us along, right? That's all we're doing. That's all we're doing. So that's why I say when you stop and you start breaking these things down, you're like, you have a different understanding from them. Oh, government. Okay. Not that I don't trust you, but you guys are the ones setting up the guardrails for us. I see mm -hmm. it. 
I see it now. But no big deal. Hey, I took the red pill. It's all good. I wake up every day. Hey, what's up, bro? Hey, the Wizard of Oz is on TV. Look at that guy. Here's watch this. I have I have recordings. I don't think I sent you yet where I recorded CNN for the day. And they they do a thing. It's called um, it's a terminology. I wrote this down. It is a Jeez Louise. Dude, there's a term. I gotta remind, I gotta I gotta think it up. So when they were doing uh, MK Ultra, there was the scientists in the CIA that were actually brainwashing people. And while they were sleeping, they'd have a tape, and the tape would play over and over and over and over keywords, right? And that's how they would implant into people's minds. That's that was a method of implantation. Take a step now. Trust me when I tell you this. As you're watching news and media, listen for a key phrase. Okay. Something gets repeated over and over again. It's repeated over and over. And I, I did this watching CNN one day and I just recorded it on my phone and just edited and recorded. And it was like, um, it was the day that Trump played the video back to them. He was like, Hey guys, I guys want this. I'm, you guys are being biased against me. Let me show you a video. I got a video to show you guys immediately. CNN throughout the day was like, he's Propaganda, propaganda, propaganda is dangerous. Propaganda, propaganda, propaganda. Like it was like every single channel I changed it to, the keyword of the day was propaganda. Propaganda is dangerous. Propaganda is dangerous. And then I go in the morning, and the next talk show host goes, "Your propaganda is so dangerous. You know, it's our job to give you the information." And I'm like, oh, wow, man, "You guys are making this too easy now. You guys are making this too easy now. This kid's over here giving me the red pill, telling me about you guys, and you're over here telling me to believe you." Oh, come on well you know what it 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 gets disguised though like uh they call them talking points so that you're okay with hearing them over and over again these are the talking points how about this and actually somebody used this on me the other day i i asked him a simple question he's like oh you're using talking points hmm. what <laughs> so does that give you an out to answer my question like yeah like I'm supposed to feel bad about talking. I'm supposed to feel bad about conspiracy theory. You didn't answer the question, bro. You didn't answer the question. Mm -hmm. Right. Hey, we're over here being told there's no aliens. There's no aliens. All of a sudden, you know, the Pentagon comes out yesterday. is like, yeah, that video, yeah. it's unifying objects. And we see them all the time. Go ahead. <laughs> you know, and it's like, dang, all this outright denial. Yet we see it in front of our faces. But yet we are too afraid to say something or have a conversation about it. And you know you'll what? be weird. You'll be branded How as weird. Let's make it a little easier. Let's make everybody get locked down in their houses so they can't congregate. And we have to do Zoom calls and phone calls. So you can't have like 30 people at the same time having a good discussion. Hmm. Let's do that. At what point do you start questioning authority? Respect right? my authority. That's all I'm Dude. saying, bro. You, you mentioned the the alien thing. The alien thing is always one of those things that's on my mind. But um, what's up with the Space Force? Tell me uh, a little bit about dude. what that is and how how it plays into. So this is pretty awesome. If you if you okay, so did you you ever looked at that Project Echelon? Okay, so Project mm -hmm. Echelon was initially um, a surveillance program that actually is able to track every single form of communication globally at any given period of time. Believe it or not, okay. It's, it constantly goes on, which people say like now today, oh, I think my, my, I think my, uh, my, you know, my series listening to me or this and that's listening to me uh, a thousand percent is listening to you. It's always on. Okay. But you take it a step further than that. And you, and you look at people like Eisenhower who actually witnessed what happened 
during World War II with the Nazi propaganda takeover, right? And it's like, you know, how did how did a guy like Hitler take over with the Nazis? Well, it was through his propaganda. It was through the the, the brown shirts and having people start to believe in a specific way. Well, the reason why you're oppressed is because of the Jews and because of this. And we're going to save everybody through what? Through socialism. We're going to just throw you money. And then little by little, take their weapons away, take their free speech away, take the dissenters away. And then all you have left over is all the, you know, it's like they do it in, in mice populations. All you have left is the white mice with red eyes. It's all you have left. And then you keep going down that agenda. You just keep going down that agenda. So when Eisenhower saw this happen, he says, you know, as governments today, we are too powerful to allow that type of power to ever exist in the world. And so what he did was he started the office of the uh, the NRO, the National Reconnaissance Oversight. Okay, So the National Reconnaissance basically has these sentinels in the sky, these original satellites that actually been monitoring communication on a back channel. You stop and think about this. Who is providing the CIA with their intel? Who provides it to the NSA? Nobody ever. It's got to come from somewhere. Got to come from somewhere. Where are those images coming through? All that comes through the NRO. That direct channel is directly aligned with the president. So people over here messing around, and they don't really stop and understand that. Um, with the surveillance program, imagine this. Somebody in the back end can take our video right now, rewind on the paddle wheel in time, find this IP address, and witness what we're talking about right now at any point in time. And if you're going to take a, do a coup of the government, she played the wrong government. Mm. They played the wrong the whole government. Time. These people think that they're so slick, bro. It's kind of comedy. I'm sitting back and I'm like, ha, ha, ha. You know? Because why? Comey, he just got, right? He, arresting General Flynn, who General Flynn was a head in the intelligence, who was actually about to knock him out because they were monitoring Trump. And they just let it play out, right? Back in the day, they used to do this with drug dealers. That's all it is, right? That was practice. That was practice. That was That's what we did, right? So anyhow, when you start understanding these different levels of the government and where information comes from, and then when you have this body that becomes uh, cancerous, right? Like let's say like the CIA, there's an arm of the CIA. And don't get me wrong, there's a lot of people that are really good in the CIA, but let's say you have an arm that's bad in the CIA. Well, how do you cut that cancer out? How do you find them and isolate them, right? And that was the whole thing with like Snowden. Snowden's like, hey, I'm going to cover my, uh, my, my, my camera on my, on my computer, because it's always monitoring. He knew that. Even as a CIA analyst, he knew that there was people on the back end with white hats who were actually monitoring him. And it's been going on since communications began. Right? So we have these two real factions in the world, if you think about mentality-wise, where there's the good guys, and then there's the bad guys. There's those guys that are going to narrow your mindset with YouTube and with, with your mainstream media and drive this propaganda machine in your face about COVID, right? Well, let me ask you this about the good guys and the bad guys, right? Because mm -hmm. um, I, I honestly, I have, I feel like most people in this world are, are good people, right? People just want to do right by them, by themselves, by other people. There's very few people who are uh, evilly minded, right? But it kind of reminds me of, of Thanos, 
from the Marvel Universe, right? Mm -hmm. He, in his mind, was doing the right thing by eliminating half of the species on the in the universe because we only have limited supply of resources. So he has this belief, like we talked about at the very beginning, his belief that what he's doing is right and and he's going to implement it amongst others. And listen to that. And so when we- Population control. In population control. Google who Bill Gates' dad is. Bill Gates' dad is so embedded with the Planned Parenthood Foundation and their alignment with the Rockefellers. I mean, there's there's photos of these people talking about population control, right? Why? Who gives them a say on saying why we need control of population? Well, okay, we have natural resources and limitations, but then you have guys, like I said, like good guys. You got guys like Elon Musk that says, hey, you know what? The, what do you mean limited resources? What if we went to another planet? What yeah. if we were able to populate somewhere else? What if we were able to move? Right. Let's let's create that technology so these resources no longer are limited to us. Right. Now think about that. That's pretty heavy. Well, that's a scarcity and a, an abundance mindset. Right. The, and we we break that down all the way down to simple things in life. But why isn't that same mindset brought up to elite levels? Well, let's go back to slavery. What is bondage? What is a bond? What are you being tied to? Well, you're being tied to currency today. Our bond today is our financial system. If you don't wake up every day and work and do things, you won't be bonded, right? It's pretty basic. But then you stop and you look, you know, quality of life. We're, we're, we're good enough. We're happy enough. You're, if you rewound 20 years ago, the fact that, you know, you, 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 we have as many televisions as we do in our home today or as many video devices as we have in our home today because there's an efficiency created in technology, right? As technology goes forward, the efficiency of things is better. I remember growing up and we had our, we got, we got our microwave when I was a kid and we were like the richest family in the block because we had a microwave, right? <laughs> it just said, oh, yeah, color TV, right? And it's just, it's, there's a certain thing about technology as it increases. But as that continues to increase, look at our monetary system. It's also a drug. Right. When's enough enough? And it's just a big, massive belief. It's just a massive belief system. But it's so much fun, though, watching the guys who are in charge, because I'm just a little guy. I'm just an observer. Me and you are just observers. Right. But there's no reason why we can't stop and question what are the motivating factors. Right. What's in it for the big banks? And if you teach your kids how to think, how to think. um Critical think critically, critically. Mm-hmm. What to say that my kid doesn't grow up becoming a senator, and then start questioning these things or making things be right? Who's raising the good guys? Who's raising the good guys to have critical thinking skills? Right. One of my favorite books. If you have never read it, it's um, was it Napoleon Hill? Uh, the interview with the devil. I think it is. I haven't read that. Awesome book, bro. When, once you read that book and you start hearing how the conversation he's having with the devil and how mental manipulation is happening and how people with lack of thinking, right, lack of critical thinking, those are the people that the devil loves to get into their mind with because they're able to be manipulated, right? And as you and, and, and go on YouTube and actually watch the uh, watch the actual episode. Right. It's, it's about three hours total, but you can listen to the whole narrative of how it breaks down. And, and it's funny because that book specifically, it 
was one of the few books from Napoleon Hill that his family didn't want released, right? He, he wrote it like 1934, I want to say, 38, give or take. But that one book, his family didn't want released because it was almost like taking the red pill. And once you take that pill and you start using your critical thinking skills, which in that book he says it's maybe 2% of the population even has it. That's the free man. The free man is the guy with the critical thinking skills that doesn't allow other people to make the decisions for him. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's what this really boils down to. Because if you start realizing who are the Wizard of Oz or who are these people that are controlling this stuff or the fact that the, the government has a level of access to you like you have no comprehension for, right? The question you posed was really important. Who is in control of that? Because in the wrong hands, what could happen? It gets scary. I mean, it gets really, really scary because – Again, it comes down to beliefs, right? It's not your conscience is going to stop you. I feel from doing a lot of things that you don't honestly believe in, right? The reason why we don't have huge murder rates is because we believe murders is wrong. So, you know, you might beat the crap out of somebody and hit in a fight, whatever, but your your conscience is going to stop you from taking that next level step. But if you believe something to be that true, right? It, it, it go back to just you know just World War II. It's not that long ago. If you believe something to be absolutely true, then you will take those necessary steps to annihilate or to to segregate or to bond, you know, different types of people or ideas or concepts or groups oh, simply it's, because it's, it's a belief. Awesome because you, know, you stop and you look at some of this stuff. I actually I'll, I'll pull something up. You probably want to take a look at. And it's um, back in like 19 mid early 40s, 42. And there was a part of the um, of the Motion Picture Association that was the Motion Picture Alliance for the Preservation of American Ideals. Okay, so it's the motion, yeah, <laughs> motion Picture Alliance for the Preservation of American Ideals. Okay, so here's what's random about this. This is so awesome. These are like the like we talk about changing of the guards. Okay, so back then. Propaganda videos for the United States were being created and actually, believe it or not, being created in Hollywood. And do you know who was on that board of creating propaganda videos for the government? Dude, no idea. John, John Wayne. Mm. Walt Disney was the vice president for how many years? There's so many specific people that were true patriots that were able to create propaganda videos in such a way to motivate the U.S. into going to war. And if you don't, and if you stop and you look at your history and you find out why we even went to war, it was something that we we're trying to stay away from, right? So here comes Nazis and, and, and Hitler, and until the point where Great Britain is about to get taken over, then they're like, "Hey, Churchill comes over and was like, uh, you know, we, we want to buy some submarines from you. We need some help." And we're like, "Nah, it's cool. We can sell you some ships, but we don't want to start. We don't want to stop there. What we want is we want to take over the financial system from the Atlantic." over to our hemisphere that's now ours mm. and that's the what main Britain, negotiation the main negotiation the true part of negotiation right and then once we were given that then we came into the war but it wasn't just a matter of coming into the war now you have to teach all the people about patriotism and why it's so important and all through all the cartoons and media and movies and all these things i'll start brainwashing the people for the good, again, government, right? Control of the minds. 
to then have them want to be going to war for a cause. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So there is, there is good guys and bad guys and things. And what's crazy is when you stop and you look at like, dang, Walt Disney worked for the CIA. That's crazy. <laughs> what? And then you start looking at like, let me look up Disney world and then Disney world. Guess who was attorney for acquisitions was for all that land of Disney world. It was some general from the army of intelligence. The army helped him purchase this huge ass plot of land of, of, of Florida. So he can create Disney world trippy. And you're like, wow. So the government actually helped Walt Disney through his propagation efforts. And they're like, hey, bro, here's what we're going to do. We're going to help you build a new theme park. But we're making like 10 times bigger than Disneyland over there. LA, that's nothing, bro. <laughs> we're going to hook you up. We got a good spot. We got a good you're, spot. Thank you for your service. We're, we're homies now, bro. We're good. We're good. Yeah, crazy, right? It's crazy. Go on Wikipedia and literally look that up. You can actually find that. What's, what's funnier is you start looking up different people. My favorite one, I think I sent it to you, was uh, Anderson Cooper. Did you see that? So no, I didn't you, see that one either. Okay, so here's what's random. Anderson Cooper, he used to work for the CIA, by the way, which is ironic, right? Go figure. Didn't know that either. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. He did it for two years. But what's funny is this guy is ultra wealthy. He comes from the Vanderbilt family. Like this is like the old guard of like super wealthy people. You got like the Morgans and Morgan Stanley, right? Um, uh, Charles Schwab, right? You got uh, – uh, so he, a, he comes from old money, super old money. His his family, no joke, from like 1850 to like 1920 was basically the Waltons of the world. Mm. That's how wealthy they were. Okay. The Vanderbilts, right? You have the Vanderbilts. You have like the Rothschilds, right? These are the actual influencers. These are the people that go like to Davos and control narratives of government. Okay, figure this. So his mom was Gloria Vanderbilt, right? And her mom and her aunt were fighting for her custody because they want she was the heiress of the fortune. The aunt was actually married or actually had an affair with the king of Great Britain. Dang. All right. Some like, drama there. Dude, so these people are like the ultra wealthy. Well, anyhow, let's fast forward. So now Gloria Vanderbilt, you should see the house that Anderson Cooper grew up in. Dude, it's like this crazy chateau. You're like, <laughs> am I really? Am I he really? doesn't come off like, like the that we portray is it like, is he's like bootstrapped his way up into, you know, into media. Exactly. Exactly my point. You were thinking like, oh, this guy was like working his way through college, delivering pizzas, like. No, hell no, dude. This grew up, grew up in a crazy ass gigantic chateau and then has a super wealthy family. And then from there spends his first two years of college interning with the CIA, which in what? Media and public relations, which, you know, hey, what the hell? Then you get this dude. Okay, let me make sure I'm getting this straight. I'm getting my news information from this guy that's not connected with these people, which by the way, you know what I'm saying? Like, Okay. The other one that had a crazy to look up, dude, is uh, Podesda. Podesda and Bill Gates right now are my two favorites. Those guys are those guys are wacky, dude. Tell me a little wacky. bit about that connection. What's going on? Oh, there? Dude. So Podesda. So here's the funny thing about Podesda. 
so obviously, you know, that he was reading Hillary Clinton, right? Have you ever looked into that Pizzagate? What happened with Pizzagate with the whole pedophile ring? No, I keep hearing about this Pizzagate thing. <laughs> and dude, I don't, I don't watch the news, so I, I am not up to speed with that. Dude, if you go down that rabbit hole, it's, it's not even cool. I have a good, <laughs> I have a good friend of mine who is very much into like uh, child, like child pornography. Actually, one of my shooting friends, my shooting buddies, he actually chases down uh, people that do human trafficking, right? So stuff's really happening. And um, I was kind of wondering to myself, like, who finances this kind of stuff? Like, who actually finances stuff? And it's it's crazy because when you start looking at when the original Podesda emails, these pedophile rings, they have, like, code words, right? And one of them was a uh, code word for kids with, like, pizza. And as and you can go on WikiLeaks and you can actually type up, just literally go on WikiLeaks, go to Podesda emails, and type up, search the keyword pizza. It's all you have to do. They will use that term in sentences that make absolutely no sense. Hmm. It'll be like, hey, let's go get a pizza for like, half, can you can you hook me up with a pizza for about half an hour? <laughs> like, I swear to God, that's exactly how it reads. And you keep going to it, you're like, what am I heck? really am I really reading this? Like, but when oh, the God. message, you know exactly what it means. Dude, exactly. So you change the framing, right? And then you stop and you think, okay, but the media at the time during the election, was telling you like, oh, those were stolen emails and all oh, the Russians and oh, the, you're, you're with the Russians and they made you feel like the bad guy. Oh, conspiracy theory. Oh, talking points. Like all these things. You're like, oh, time out, time out, time out. I have critical thinking skills. Let me just read this, right? So instead of like watching random Housewives of New York or whatever on TV, I'd rather like Google this stuff and just get information for myself. And it's like, dude, reality is so much better than fiction. It's crazy, bro. <laughs> you can't make it's that so, shit up, dude. You can't, can't make, make it, it up. up. <laughs> You're like, oh my it's God. It's not scripted. It just is. Dude, look up the spirit cooking. If you look up the spirit cooking, that thing's crazy, bro. Her with Lady Gaga is like, oh my God. They're like, really? These people are like in front of our faces? Oh my God. It's so much fun. I'd rather do that than watch some rerun of the Brady Bunch, dude. It's so cool. It's so cool. It's so cool. Yeah, dude. It, but I, it, yeah, Wikipedia is my friend, which is super good. But you can cross-reference some of this information and you start seeing like these little threads, right? Like these interconnected people that are all from the same relationship. Like they're all these ultra elites that live beyond us little people mm -hmm. right that are making the decisions for us now you know you talk about like changing of the guard now you got guys like zuckerberg who can now change what you see on facebook and based on the keywords you post will show up less in your feed they tell you this yeah right they tell you straight out why did that happen why huh. did that happen i mean what we're told is it's financial i mean you can still oh, get no. The spread you can still get the the uh distribution you just got to pay let me, for it let me help educate you a little bit think about what happened you ever hear about the um the the uh the uh was it the revolution of the arabian summer no when libya and um egypt where they had like these huge revolts going on and the way they did it was communicating through twitter oh really? yeah so what happened is you start thinking, you want to raise a revolt, you get people of the same thinking mindset and you start communicating. You start having conversations like you and I are having, critical thinking skills, right? 
what's going on? These like how are we being held in such oppression when these guys have so much money over here? What's really going on? So they started to see that through social media, that interconnection of information for revolt was powerful. That's the thing. The interconnection for revolt was powerful. So how do you limit that bandwidth down? You take the data points and you point them in the direction that you want to point them in. Exactly. And they tell you this in front of your face. Why? Because it's your own good. Mm. Crazy, right? It's what they do. They witnessed it happen. And when they go, when you go back and you actually Google this stuff and you look at the, the interviews on like YouTube, you can still watch these interviews happen. And they're going in front of Congress and the Congress is telling them, our people who are in charge, like, hey, yo, you guys got a real powerful tool over there. But if you know, if you don't regulate that tool, mm, these people can kind of figure out who's in charge and they're really in charge. And we want to feel like we're in charge. So can you kind of like narrow that scope of vision a little bit? Narrow mm -hmm. down that channel so we can just send them this feed and we can stay on the same message. What's government? That's crazy, dude. Control of the mind. Control That's of the all mind. it is, bro. Control of the mind. That's all it is. So all I'm saying is just question, question authority. Just question everything. Take a step back. It's the internet's so awesome now, which I would really hate. Ever someday we have like the EMP go off and we can't have access to the internet. But information the, disappears. But here's the thing about having like a one world government or anything in that nature. Now starting to understand this, right? Now you start to understand this. Think about this. We talked about the implant for the brain, right? Mm -hmm. We talked about the laptop creating money out of thin air through some basic keystrokes. Pow. Six trillion. Oh, you're right. talking about lights out. Turn off his internet. No communication for that guy. Oh, you have electric currency. Oh, you purchased those weapons. Oh, you're buying this or you're doing that. Turn that off. Oh, where's he at? There he is. Let's go talk to that guy. Think yeah. about that. And through the pandemic, through fear, through the fear mongering, that's what we're not paying attention to. That is the key piece, bro. We're not paying attention to that type of stuff. We're over here looking at the scary monster, the magician playing the game. And we're not, as a society, looking to the left and saying, yo, what's up with that? Mm -hmm. You're going to give us crumbs while you're going to feed them cake? Am I tripping? Am I tripping? Something's off with this. But there's too few of people that are doing that because if you look up the definition of entertainment – Entertainment, really, when you look up the definition, is to entrap the mind. When someone is entertaining you, they have your attention, right? So over here, we're being entertained, while over here, this is what's really happening in the world. These are the things that are really going on, right? So are we saying goodbye to the movie theater because they're giving us access to things that they Dude, choose. Okay, so like we take up streaming, right? So streaming uh -huh. on our phone, 52% of all streaming is just visual content of media. Netflix, YouTube, videos, Instagram, live conversations just like this. That's essentially what it is. 52% of all streaming, bro. It's it's really random. And you stop and you think about certain things like certain technologies, like why have a cell phone number? How many ways can you get a hold of someone today? Yeah, a ton of ways. Ton of ways. I rarely call people. Like, why have a cell phone number today? 
I asked my wife, like, why even have a cell phone? Why even have a number into the house? And she's like, well, because in case the internet goes down, and I'm like, <laughs> the wireless internet, the landline, which one are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but it's plugged to the back of the cable modem box. So <laughs> that goes down. We ain't got no phone line, no matter what. And like, we could probably just get rid of that bill, but we have that belief. We have that sense of comfort thinking that we're under a support, right? Our, our mental, like we say, that that stacking of information makes us believe of confidence, right? Of this level of confidence that when Bill Gates is talking about global vaccinations or global IDs, we're, we, we would like to assume that he has best intentions in mind, right? But when we start looking at, my dad gave me the best quote I, I I remember to this day, I got to teach it more to my kids. He, it was a Mexican quote. He said, if you tell me who your friends are, I'll tell you who you are. Mm-hmm. Right. And you start looking up who influences the influencers. Ever think about that? Who influences the influencers? And you look at Bill Gates and you're like, whoa, this guy's hanging out with, with Kissinger. Kissinger, the guy that wrote Agenda 21. That wrote Agenda 30 for the UN that wants that specifically says I want a one world government, right? Okay, that's a trip. I don't like that. I don't like that because I look at what's happened with China and at a flick of a switch, people in China don't even know that there's pandemics or anything going on because their government is the only thing in charge. That's it. You know, I'm thankful for at least a two-party system. At least we can fight amongst each other and someone's going to win. But when you have a singular government like the Communist Party or a Socialist Party and they have their agenda in play, who are the people that can actually stand up and say, hey, that's not right. But yet we're so afraid right now with COVID that we're not questioning even the fact that, yo, I'm being locked in my house. And But why? And if I say anything, oh, shut up. You're back. Don't say that. Don't, you, don't get out of line. Right? That's exactly how I've been feeling, dude. Man, the last uh, the last couple days, it's been uh, it's been fun talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> it's the red pill, bro. And here's the funny thing: like I told you, man, once you see it, you can't unsee it. So the only thing that we can do, and this is where it's funny, I see people going downtown and and picketing, right? You don't have to go in front of your Capitol building to say. I want my rights. You have your rights. Walk out your house and go to the park. Mm-hmm. Walk out your house and go take a go do what you need to do. Go do it. Standing, you're not asking the slave masters, can I have my freedom back? No. That's what made slaves a slave. They believed that they could not come together and kill their master and jam on because they were like, I'm here. And they pitted them against each other. The slaves that were in the house and the slaves that were out of the house, the slaves that were outside made fun of the slaves that were the the slaves on the inside and vice versa. Right? That's all they did. And it's happening right now. And it's happening right now. So the best thing I can tell you right now is not necessarily that we're going to go down the rabbit hole. Just acknowledge that there is one. And don't let that be your defining factor. Don't let that be your cement trap. Don't, get, don't let that be like you're stuck in it. Wake up, create your routine, go work out, go take a walk, make your phone calls, connect with people, 
right? Engage, get off the TV, stop watching what they're feeding you of fear and propaganda, question everything and get back at it. I would even say, I'd go one step further. Talk to people. You realize real quick that people don't have the same opinions that they're being fed. They're still people. They have their own dreams and ambitions and things that they want in life that they want to focus in on. It's not always what's what you're told on TV that's that those people are thinking. They don't think red. They don't think blue. They have their own cares and wants and dreams and congregate. Have people come over your house, read the Bible with them, share the word of God. You know, you look at Christianity. Christianity is is not just about you know believing in God. It was a, it was a way of thinking and communal, right? Coming together. Christianity, in essence, is one of the first like forms of as a religion, in a sense, of that freedom of speech, right? It's the religion of the slaves, right? So coming together in that type of thing is really important for us right now. Zoom's great, but there's a whole difference of just interaction with people. You can't beat that. It's mm-hmm. proven that we have energy, right? We have energy. It's proven, which is really scary. Talk about ID2020. Let me tangent on something real quick. Have you seen this thing with your aura that Bill Gates is pushing? No. Oh, my God. Dude, ID2020 is so scary. I I saw – I have been seeing hashtag ID2020. I don't know what it is. Dude. Share with me. Start Start looking at what the technology is. Did you know that this system is so powerful it can read your your aura? So like every one of us has like like our soul type aura, our our aura, the energy that we put off, our electromagnetic energy that we put off. It it can ID you. Okay, so let me. So let me it, it'll it'll know that it's me versus you if we're standing in a room. Absolutely, absolutely, it IDs you. You don't have to have a, you can have a face mask on, and, and right now the facial identification, the facial recognition system, uh-huh. it recognizes that, facial features. That is archaic. Oh, shoot. Oh, dude, let me – okay. Let's go down another rabbit hole. So in 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 our surveillance platform, we used to have these uh, systems in place that used to be able to track you through satellite with thermal imaging, okay? And based on the percentage of um, likelihood, okay, if I knew let's, – let's take Osama bin Laden as a great example. In 2009, figure this, technology-wise, technology-wise, today is the anniversary of that, right? They were able to identify a man, six foot five, with a specific gait, with a certain level of probability, the way he walked. Based on the thermal imaging and the way he walked, you can tell who that person is. They gave you a high probability of this is the person. Yes. Okay. There's methods through our surveillance technology system where you can actually train, track people. I mean, like I said, I was reconnaissance. So this is kind of what we did on a different level. But- there's a certain method of tracking in that, right? Our satellite systems are so powerful. You can see the ridges of quarters on the floor, okay? I can see the ridges of the quarters. I can plug in my cat card, boom, boom. I can pull up locations, grids, all that BS. But the technology for tracking people is so crazy, so intense that we have no clue. And by the way, that was 10 years ago. Fast forward to ID2020. It's now gotten to the point where based on the electromagnetic aura that you give off through these new 5G towers, and this is not like a high G, 5G, uh, um, what you call it, uh, conspiracy theory, the amount of information that those systems transmit is like a thousand times more than 4G. 
So when you start taking these autonomous vehicles out, that's one thing that Tesla's really smart on. Per Tesla vehicle per day is like, I want to say it's like 23 Blu-ray discs of information per vehicle, per vehicle. That's how much they transmit, right? Wow. So when, when 5G comes on, the amount of in information that's actually running through the system is so great. That's what's going to make autonomous vehicles possible because of that much information that it can flow through. But now, And the speed at which it flows through. And the speed at which it flows through. Take that to another level. The system is so powerful that it can actually, um, through triangulation, pick up your electromagnetic aura and tell you who you are. Hmm. That's powerful. That's we'll powerful. be able to find you anywhere. Anywhere. So now you go back to the original pushing of like, hey, let's vaccine you. Let's put some vaccines in you and let's give you this little key card so, you know, we can track you if you've had vaccine. Or if you come in contract tracing, you're on the bus and some dude three rows back happened to be COVID positive and they're going to send you a little ping. Bing. Oh, that shit. person. Yeah. You were, you're you within. were on the bus at this time and you need to self-quarantine now. Damn. They do it in China. They're already doing that. They're literally already doing that. And so that's that's the whole thing. You, you stop and you think about who's really in charge and should that that level of power and technology and, and, and over like who's who's watching them. But yet we're focusing on this and not really realizing that this is what's being done. Because theoretically, that is awesome to help advance the human species and take care of you, uh, be able to track where you are in case you're in a dangerous situation and your health. But in the wrong hands, in the wrong hands, it can be scary. So maintaining that critical thinking is important. That's why I'm, that's, that's the whole reason for this conversation, right? Mm -hmm. Is just stopping and having critical thinking is so important. And we teach our kids that, right? We teach that to our children to question and ask. It's okay if they ask why, just give them a good reason why. But if you ask you about, you know, Santa Claus, what are you going to tell them? <laughs> it's Jeff Bezos, man. <laughs> Just change his name. I already told you. <laughs> Dude, that happened to me at a, at, a, at a barbecue. I was so pissed. My the guy walked over to my dad. He's like, "Oh, do you know who Santa Claus is?" And he's like, "She's like, oh, he's the guy in the red suit." He's like, "He's not real." Oh my god! Dude, oh, my dad dude. was like, "I do." I went. My wife's like, "Put the rifle away." I'm like, "Mother." <laughs> <laughs> mess with my little girl tell her about this shit. you ruined you know? it i had a few more years left you know but that was the funny thing and you stop and you think about what's true what's not true what your beliefs are what your non-beliefs are right and 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 get off the things that are not that important get on things that are important and understand right what's what's in a vaccine what's going to be in it i mean you can see over here it's like oh my god vaccines are full of like fetal tissue and, and abortions blah 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 and then over here, it's like, no, well, you know, it's a little bit of formaldehyde, a little bit of aluminum, right? Well, sorry, if you can't spell it, don't worry about it. <laughs> right? But we have to stop and question. Don't just take things arbitrarily, right? Mm. And we started our conversation off with my client. My client's over here online, uh, trying, you know, we're trying to get him to do his refinances, but yet listen to his bank that solicited him to not make his mortgage payment. Now he's stuck. They're forcing people to go into foreclosures. I mean, there's literally forcing people to ruin their credit. 
because they thought I have another guy. I can't even tell you who he is. He's, he's actually a pretty famous basketball player. And um, I just started with his transaction today, pulled his credit. I was like, is it late? <sighs> it doesn't show. Perfect. But they called him and they gave him a full year forbearance. Mm. And, you know, and that's the thing is, is again, there's no research. It's like, well, my bank said I could do it. So I'm gonna do it. Verbal. Oh, you can't short sell your house unless you're late. It's like, mm, right. How many agents said that? Mm-hmm. Oh, you can't negotiate with your bank until you're like 90 days late, blah, blah, blah. And then the bank will work with you. That wasn't true, but we took it as gospel, right? And that was some of the worst information you could do. That would just, just, just trust, but verify, trust, but verify, trust. And this market going forward, that's what people need to do. Use so your let's, critical let's talk about that. What's tomorrow going to look like? What's the new normal after this? You know, the new normal is really going to be a matter of um, recognizing the velocity of money is really what it's going to be about. And what I mean by that is, is this is something that's pretty old school. You know, at what point are you going to feel comfortable spending money going to the movie theater or going out to the theaters, right? Because that person that's at the, at the, at the bar that you go to, the next restaurant you go to, that's money for them. And that person that's working at the bar is going to go take a Uber, right? And that's now money for the Uber driver. And then that Uber driver comes to a guy like me and says, hey, Anthony, I'm ready to buy a house, Right. So it's really about watching the velocity of money. They pump money into the monetary system. But right now, you know, a lot of people have used a lot of their savings to get by. They use the savings for the last 60 days to stay hunkered down, pay their basic bills, buy food, don't do anything. I I have clients right now that are still currently on furlough. Next week or in next two weeks, people start showing back up to work to JCPenney's and JCPenney's is dead as a doornail. Well, guess what? That furlough goes now to a true unemployment. Mm-hmm. Right. So it, it, it's it's probably going to take at least another year to two years for that true underlying unemployment to be really realized. We'll probably end up in the neighborhood, I, I guess, about 10 percent, which is a phenomenally high number. Heck right? Yeah. But until that number, just like COVID, where we got to flatten the curve. Well, unemployment also has to get flattened at some point as well. And so as much as we don't like money being pumped into the monetary system, at some point that money that's being pumped into the monetary system is going to go to the people that are going to be showing up to work to build the new manufacturing devices, right? Because if you haven't seen the shift in mentality, even from CEOs, no longer trusting operating in a communist government like China and shifting those resources now, manufacturing more United States. Well, that that doesn't happen overnight. Right. They, they're going to have to shift it here. There's plants that they're going to be like, you know, is the government going to incentivize companies like Ford or, or BMW or anybody to continue to build here? And well, you disincentivize them with the tax changes, with the corporate tax law, or with the corporate tax rates. Right. So yeah. all that all that currency takes time to go into a financial system. Right. It all takes time. And that's what I mean by the velocity of money. It's like a choo-choo train, right? Our train just fell off the tracks. It literally just went boom. And the fact that our stock market's up is literally just to save our pensions, right? Again, we get mad that they're bailing out these billion-dollar corporations, but we have to realize the currency that's in that stock market is funding 60% of the pensions, right? Mm -hmm. Think about that. Pensions, 401ks, IRAs. You hate those companies and you don't realize you're invested in them because they're just part of it's it's part of our drug 
of choice, which is currency, back to that bond, right? That's what it is. So what's the outlook going forward? Uh, maybe like in the next year, we'll see the ramifications, just like the just like the meltdown in the housing market. 2007, my first company went down. 2008, IndyMac went down. And then 2009 was a pretty hard year because that's the real effect of people contracting, right? We, we're only two months into this. Let's be real. Yeah. March, April, two months into this. Fast forward us a year. That contracting, that velocity of money is going to be slowing down pretty hard. And we're going to end up seeing the effects of it, right? At some point, once that contraction stops because the flow of money is coming back into the system again, then we'll see that train start moving. And more than likely, probably President Trump will be in there. And more than likely, because he is a capitalist and he's very favorable to those markets, the guys that are in charge of that market, I've already told you who they are. They know how to play the game. They're not stupid. He has some very smart individuals there. If you don't know their backgrounds, they're very intelligent guys, right? Uh, Wilbur Ross, dude, super smart guy. I mean, this guy, this is the guy that bought all these non-servicing portfolios for mortgages on pennies on the dollar. Guy came in there, swooped them all up, made a killing. You think flippers made a killing? Who do you think was selling houses to the flippers? Mm-hmm. Right? So those are the people who are now in charge. But they also recognize that money has to now get injected. The debate is how does that money get into the hands of the individuals? Do we put it from the bottom up and give everybody a $2,000 check a month and hope that they spend it? Right? Do we do that and make them ultra lazy, disincentivize them in getting a job? Right? Or do we do fund we... manufacturing and open up this, the floodgates of jobs? Right. And put them to work. Back to World War II. Mm-hmm. We had a machine that turned on. And when that once that machine got turned on from manufacturing, what did it do to everyone's living conditions from the 1950s and 1960s? Made it amazing. It made it we it was not uncommon to have a single income household. Mm-hmm. Right? Because the, the 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 job demand and the skilled workers and things like that. So, like I said, right now we're we're witnessing a changing of the guard. It's really what we're doing. We're this is what's really going on right now. And it's trying to stay ahead of that. If you're, if you're happy with what you do right now, stick to your grind, keep grinding, figure out better ways to be more efficient, wake up in the morning, stop staying on the news, keep grinding. It's going to get harder before it gets better. For sure, there's no doubt. That doesn't mean you don't have the opportunity to renegotiate everything, right? Cut your bills down, cut your debts down. Think about really what you're spending your money on. Spend more time with family. Go more family walks. Do those kind of things, right? Make it all be worth it. But we are going to go through a contraction period from once we hit that bottom threshold of the contraction, once we top out probably about 10, 11% unemployment, then from there we have nothing but improvement, right? So that's my outlook for the future. Dude, what a hell of a ride today. Was that fun? <laughs> that was fun. Man. That was fun, man. Not, not, a, not a traditional type of show, but it was a fun one, man. It was perfect for what's going on. Uh, I mean, again, dude, there's a lot of people who are out there who have a gut feeling, who have a question and are just afraid to ask it to even legitimate, like, like in their own mind, make it a legitimate argument or a legitimate question that they're, that they're having. So, you know, if we're able to just hop on here and, and you're going to call it conspiracy theory, you're going to call it the red pill, you're going to call it whatever you're going to call it. Just think about it. Do Listen. your own research. You're not alone. Figure it out. Right. You're not the alone. Reason why, 
You're not alone. The reason why the CFPP, you know, came about is because people complain, right? We're not alone. The revolution happened in the United States because why? Because we weren't alone. We banded together as individuals with the same mindset. It was conversating. It was discussing. It was having free thinking. If you're afraid to bring something up because you think like the Wuhan virus is man-made, chances are, you know what? Hey, bro, I'm just telling you the truth. It was man-made. But here's the thing, though. Until you have those discussions and not be afraid, will you unshackle yourself, right? That's it. That's all it really boils down to. Don't be afraid. And the more voices that keep popping up, that talk about it more, that discuss it and whatever, it's okay. We recognize the problem. Let's start talking about solutions, hmm. right? Let's bring that to the table. Because you're right, dude. Everyone has a cut feeling. Something is off. Why? Because we're getting pre-programmed every day. And we know it. We know that there's no snowman. We know it. Yep. Right? Yep. So it's okay. I guarantee you this, bro. The day that your kid comes up to you and has the guts to say, hey, dad. So you mean to tell me that Tooth Fairy's fake? <laughs> Give that little kid a freaking ice cream cone, bro, because it takes guts to come forward and ask. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Any For anybody to have any opinion anybody. in anything. Trust but verify. It's all good. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, we got a nice little comment here. Wait, the tooth fairy is fake? <laughs> <laughs> let, me get my let me get my daughter in here, bro. That was the most Shoot. worst day ever. My wife was like, dude, it was... <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was awesome. But you know, those are lessons, right? That's that's this is all about life. Life is just uh, we're we're all in this this matrix. Well, that's we're that's all. that's part of I mean, uh, we call it, you know, becoming a teenager, then you call it becoming an adult, and then you call it becoming a parent. But all those things are the same types of of realizations in life. You you had one perspective, you've experienced something else, and now you have a new perspective, right? You have a new experience, another wrinkle in the brain showing you okay, this wasn't the way you thought it was. There's a new way. And guess what? This new way, nobody knows how it works exactly, but we're going to try and we're going to go through it and we're going to look and we're going to analyze and we're going to ask questions and you're going to make your own choice. It's like, raising a, it's like raising a kid, right? They don't come with instructions. Each one's completely different. <laughs> and as long different. As, right? And as long <laughs> as you, you get out there and you try to be a good parent and you try to teach them the right way, they're going to make their own choice in life. And that's the same thing we're talking about here. It's you're going to make your own choices. Just try to make informed ones. Ask the questions. It's okay to ask. You know, what we do is we, we, we default to what we know, right? In the, in the army, we used to say you default to your training. Mm -hmm. And my response to that always was like, I default aggressive, right? So when you, when you get broken down to your fundamentals, you default to your training. Well, what was your training as a parent? Well, your parents were your training as a parent, right? Mm -hmm. And wrong, right? And so it's a matter of just stopping and taking a look and saying, okay, if, if I was my kid today, what would I need? Right. And that's so hard because trust me, you're right. Our kids are completely different. They don't come with instruction manuals, but at least what we can teach them. And this is one thing I wish I probably learned a lot more early on is critical thinking skills, right? Yep. Just critical thinking, whether you're going to be an engineer, you're going to be a teacher, you're, whatever you're going to do in life, as long as you have some basic critical thinking skills and start reading between the lines and things, no longer will you be reliant on basic media-driven information, biasly-driven information, and make a conscious decision on all the things you're going to do, right? That's all it boils down to. Every time. 
Every time. Just ask. Ask the question. I tell my students at school all the time, ask. You're never going to have the answer unless you ask. No, oh. I guarantee you, you're sitting in class, you have a question, guess what? It's because I didn't do my job as a teacher correctly. I didn't educate you. I didn't say the right thing. I didn't describe it the right way. Ask. You're not the only one who has the question. I got to share with you one story and we're done. So, you know, uh, my, my boy Jocko, he was my boss for a number of years, right? Mm-hmm. My, my, one of my favorite stories he told me was um, when he went to college, he was about 28 years old. So he was in the SEALs first and about 28 went to San Diego State. And he goes, bro. I sat in the front row. I was the oldest dude in class and everybody hated me. I'm like, why? He goes, cause I raise my hand every fucking day all the time, <laughs> all the time. And he goes, and do you know why? And I'm like, why? He goes, cause I paid to be there. <laughs> mm. I'm paying you to give me answers. I don't care what these people think. They're too afraid to ask. Mm-hmm. I paid to be here. I'm gonna sit in the front. And I'm going to ask. That's right. That's right. right. Well, the the problem is right now it's a, it's a free education, right? They don't have the perspective of I paid to be here. What I try to put in their head is this is your time, dude. You're, this is your the only thing you can spend in life and never get back is the time. So why are you wasting it? Like use this time to do what you love to educate yourself, to get make yourself better. Take, you know – Okay, it's math. Are you going to use every single thing in math ever again? No, but the one thing you're going to do, I guarantee you in life, is solve another problem. Like this is a problem-solving society that we're in. If you solve somebody's problem, they're going to pay you for it. And that's that's what it comes down to, right? That's that's like that's the main skill is I have a question. That means there is a problem in my mind that I have not attained the solution to. Can you help me get that? That's Can it. you help me get the, the yeah. without without cutting the corners, right? It's a matter of how do I break down this problem into segments? How do I go through this exercise back to critical thinking? How do I go through this exercise and chopping this up so I can comprehend this in bite-sized digestible pieces? But then at the end of the day, as humanity, we're always going to provide a level of service, right? We're, we're as much as we are happy to be consumers, you also have to be a contributor, right? Mm-hmm. And making the decision, what type of contribution am I going to make? What makes me happy? What's going to make the revenue and the lifestyle I want to live? Or do I want to sacrifice that because I'd rather do this because that makes me happy. Well, whatever makes you happy, whatever your currency is, right? And that's exactly like, so we got a question here. What's your thoughts on careers in gaming? That's exactly my thing. Like growing up, my parents would have been like, there's no way you're going to play video games your whole life. What are you doing? Today's a little bit different. Right. If that's what you want to focus your attention on, be the best at that. Ask questions on how to get better. Like get yourself in a position where that's your thing. There are people who are out there making careers out of that whole scene. It's a thing. We live in a technologically based society. So, you know, I love this question though, because one of my realtor friends, he was actually the the programmer that created a John Madden, the first John Madden game. Right. It was him and like six other guys created the first John Madden. So imagine like 95 or something like that. It was something like that. Yeah, it was something like that. He came from the Bay Area. So I came from the Bay Area also. So as a kid growing up, we learned programming. Like I learned programming um, on the Apple computer. So we used to use Logo and we used to use um, DOS. That's why you're very detail oriented. Dude. And so my, my, my dream as a kid was to be a programmer, to make games. Right. And then as I grew older, 
it got more complex. I went to build race cars and then it got older and I was like, ah, I want to be a sniper. So that's, you know, it's not like a change in life. Like, Hey, what the <laughs> hell? The realization was rather than play video games, I want to live video games. Mm. The transition, right? So, but as a career, as long as you're making a contribution and it's making you happy, dude, I think about my life in different segments. If I built race cars, oh, awesome. I still have my appreciation for cars. Uh, programming, I loved taking apart the computers and, and going into the BIOS and changing all my things and then having it streamed to my television. And this was back in like 1990. And like, oh, how'd you do that? And it's like, oh, well, my, well, my friends are a bunch of nerds and this is what we're talking about. My parents didn't know what we were saying, right? <laughs> but it was, again, it was, it was speaking a language. It's just speaking a language, right? So, but you don't know going forward that the level of technology that we're witnessing today what we're utilizing is archaic to what's truly out there. So as long as you're refining that, if you're going to be a gamer and as long as your intent is to find the bug and to raise your hand and say, hey, you know what? This, this part's too slow or this has a glitch here and, and you're, you're contributing to the enhancement of the product you're dealing with, then you'll be happy, right? Mm -hmm. But if, you're, if your happiness comes from the playing of the game in the experience of living uh, vicariously through the character you're in, then go join the army and go be a reconnaissance scout and jump out of planes and go do cool stuff. There's just It'll capture right? your mind the same way. Capture your mind the same way. You use the complete, you use that analytical mindset in other areas while having fun at the same time. Right. That's what it's about. So dude, Hey man, it's been a good one. It's been fun. I got to take a break. I got a four o'clock show too, but I knew, I knew this was going to be a fun one, dude. <laughs> Anthony, you're, you're a beast, man. You're a beast. That was a rabbit hole, wasn't it? That was a great rabbit hole. I'm glad I did. I'm so glad I took the red pill today. <laughs> <laughs> so I left you stuff to Google. I left you some homework to Google, right? So the uh, council on uh, foreign affairs, mm -hmm. who's the council on foreign affairs, by the way, the same people who run the Council for the Foreign Affairs are the creator of the Federal Reserve. Same rich families. Federal Reserve is a, a corporation, by the way. So that's kind of funny. Same people. Privately owned. Privately owned. The same people who controlled the NBC, who controlled uh, uh, GE, who control all the radio systems back in the day. Same individuals. Right? Awesome. So that was fun, man. Dude, that was totally fun. Thanks a lot for uh, taking the time. I know, I know. Again, you're, I know your time's valuable, so appreciate no, it. No, this is my pleasure. This was actually, this was a lot of fun. I got to practice my podcasting skills here. You're getting good at it. You're getting, dude. You're ready to rock and roll. You look like a pro. You got the mic and the headphones and everything. I was trying today, dude. I tried to take it up a notch. I was like, you know, I got my Amazon Prime ordered yesterday. I was like, okay, man, what's up, dude? Uh, uh, um, what do you plan on doing? Like, are you gonna do a like, like full on show weekly or anything like that? You know what? I actually made the decision um, because I've been doing real estate for 20 years and, and mortgages for 16 and thousands of transactions. I got so pissed off this morning of what my client had to go through that I was like, you know what? Screw this. I'm just going to start dropping knowledge on all kinds of just stuff in mortgages. Like, dude, I'm just you'll see. You'll have fun. Dude, I'm going to I'm gonna tune in. Let me know when you launch or if you need help with anything, dude. I'm here to help you. Oh, today. Dude. Today was a launch. I just let you guys know that. I put that Perfect. on Facebook. 
I put that Boom. on my Facebook. I was so furious. I was like, today I am done. I'm, done. <laughs> I'm putting my hand up and saying, fuck this. I'm, pardon my friend. I'm, I'm done. I'm going to just put this out there for now on because I don't want another person to be taken advantage of from a big banking system because they didn't blah, 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 blah. Right. <laughs> I'll drop my mic. I, can, I would drop my mic right now, but but that's fancy. why it's there, so you don't drop it. Fancy thing. Right drop here. a pen. This thing, this thing of beauty right here. <laughs> All right, Anthony. Thanks a lot. All right, ladies All and right, gents. Buddy. That's all we got for you guys today. Peace, and we're out. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you interested in being on the show? Are you looking to sell your home or have a business that needs insurance? Reach out to the Business Bros via email businessbros at csfirst.com right now or click on the link in the show notes. Thank you for listening. And remember to subscribe and share the podcast with the business professionals who you think would benefit from the show.